This podcast episode is brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network, where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters. By building a platform to share challenges, network, and thoughts from leaders, the LabOps Leadership Podcast is elevating LabOps professionals as well as the industry as a whole. With the intent of unlocking the power of LabOps, we deliver unique insights to execute the mission at hand, standardize the practice of LabOps, their development, and training. Welcome to the LabOps Leadership Podcast. Hi, I'm Samantha Black. I'm here at the LabOps Leadership Podcast today with Mandar Shar, who is the Vice President of R&D at Odin Pharma. Thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Samantha. Awesome. So let's jump right in. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to be at Odin Pharma today? Sure. I got my PhD in 91. Uh, my first job was with Crystal Myers Quip. And there I was in the development of new chemical entity, what is known as NCE. So at that time, I developed uh, two molecules, uh, sotilol for arrhythmia and vepicide, etopicide, rodenum vepicide uh, for cancer. Anyway, moving on, uh, then I went to Alcon and developed uh, several surgical products at Alcon for cataract surgeries. Then I was with Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and there I was in the consumer division of those two companies. In 2012, I was laid off from Johnson & Johnson, and uh, in India, somebody offered me a job at VP level at uh, in the generic company, and that is how I ended up in a generic business. So I have seen it all from... Uh, New drug development to surgical to consumer to generic business. And uh, here I am uh, in a generic company. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about Odin Pharma and what and what you guys are doing there? Sure. We develop uh, sterile products, mostly uh, ophthalmic solutions and uh, injectable products. So those are the sterile products that we develop and uh, market it. Uh, that is the total generic uh, business. Uh, we don't innovate or do anything different in those products. However, in the last couple of years, uh, we have dwelled into the idea of evergreening of the patents. So what that means is that you take an existing drug and you improve some portion, some aspect of it. For example, if you have a drug product, uh, which is to be dosed three times in a day, the eye drops, uh, some antibiotics and some glaucoma drops are to be dosed three times in a day. Then you decrease the frequency of dosing like once in a day. So that will improve the patient compliance and uh, uh, we can get a new patent on it, on a new formulation of that same molecule. And um, so it's a win-win situation for the patient as well as for the company. And uh, so then there are lyophilized products. We change them in ready to use. So you don't have to mix it up with the WFI before you inject. So it is ready to use. So those are the kinds of innovation that we have uh, started. And there are many examples. And you can look at company's website and the patents on the company. And you will be able to see many such uh, examples uh, where we are uh, going at well, everything cannot be discussed over here as uh, some of it is confidential, but uh, patent is public knowledge. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it sounds like innovation is really key for you guys. And, you know, making stepwise improvements is really important to you. So I imagine that you're doing a lot of this research in in the lab. And so I know that you're kind of at the strategic level at the higher, higher up stage, but lab operations or lab ops is obviously very important to your business to, to develop these, these um, products and these, these improvements and produce these improvements that you're working on. So I'm kind of wondering how you view lab ops and maybe how you would define laboratory operations within Odin Pharma. Lab is absolutely uh, the most critical piece of the entire uh, thing. If the lab generates negative data, especially for the innovation, that's the end of that strategic idea. Uh, And if that data is wrong data and somebody generated wrong data, that will terminate one project. And therefore, uh, integrity of the lab data is of the highest importance. And uh, I don't know how much I can stress on it more, but uh, that is very, very critical. Awesome. And so what kind of interactions do you have with the team, the lab ops team? Like, do you interact with like a lab director or a lab manager or how, give a little insight into like what your structure is for your, for your research and development team. Sure. Uh, So, uh, Look, uh, I'm going to say that I generate an idea, but uh, it is not just my singular uh, effort. Uh, It is a group effort. But once we have the idea, we have a formulation that is developed and uh, we evaluate the physical aspects of the formulation together. I see that you can see if something is precipitating, something is turning black, yellow, color change, all those things, you can see that. But having uh, none of these, if the formulation has none of these, and then we give it, put it on stability, then there is a person in charge of the analytical group who will uh, determine the stability of it. Once all that thing is cleared, then if it required, we send it to different tissue culture lab for the tissue culture evaluation. If all that works, eventually we scale it up. Uh, we have a manufacturing plant in India and uh, we scale it up. Once it is scaled up, it's sterile product. And we evaluate the stability again in a different settings in a manufactured scaled up product. Then uh, those are sent for, those samples are sent for human clinical evaluation. And uh, eventually it gets to be filed with the FDA. In between, sometimes we talk with the FDA. So it's a long drawn out process, but the lab evaluation is the first starting piece to this whole uh, gamut of things that we do. And uh, if somebody goes up there, that's the end of it. So that is why the lab uh, piece is probably the most critical of all. Yeah, absolutely. And I I would imagine um, seeing as you're in manufacturing, you know, supply chain has been challenging in some way, shape or form for you over the last couple of years. And so you know, are those lab teams like they're the ones sourcing all the materials to do the research? So have you had any struggles with that over like the COVID era or, you know, how have those team members really helped to to play an important role in making sure the business can still get the work done? That is a very good question. We had even before COVID, we had a lot of supply chain issues. 
once we order the uh, once you want some particular drug they, it will not arrive in time times the cost is high sometimes the quality is not right a lot of issues were there then our ceo made one very good executive decision Ravirappan Subramanian that he said that let us take one lab person a very efficient lab person in transfer her to the sourcing or purchasing so she understands what the lab is looking for so uh, once she got transferred to the purchasing or sourcing lot of issues went away because up till now what was happening is that this person used to talk to different companies we talked to that person and uh, lot of things were getting lost in the communication and uh, now that this lady whom we have hired uh, in this position she knows exactly what she is doing and regarding the actual transport of the material we have been fortunate that we have not been hit so badly because medical uh, drugs are high in cost so uh, we can afford to transport them through plane by airlifting it uh, it doesn't come by sea so we does not we do not have that big an issue uh, but whatever the other issue that the world faced we faced there is nothing unique about that yeah no i think that brings up an important point that we've heard um, in the lab ops community is that like context is so important and having that expertise in the science arena can be so important for achieving business objectives. Um, You know, somebody in purchasing and procurement, they just know about purchasing and, you know, sourcing equipment and supplies. They might not have that expertise or knowledge in the scientific realm. So it's really like partnering those two expertise together that really makes them really important and special and and great at their jobs. So that's something we've heard before. And I do think it's interesting that it's an interesting case study and, and exactly bringing those two areas together to really make a process efficient and really help the organization. So that's awesome. I do want to ask like, what do you think the role of technology is in helping these team members to support the business? You know, all of this wouldn't be possible without, you know, technology and information. So kind of like, what do you see for the future of, of lab ops and the, and how technology plays a part in that going forward? Technology is uh, absolutely critical piece in the lab ops thing. Uh, The reason why it is so important is because it brings the cost down. For example, if I have to submit a sample to an article group uh, to analyze, and if I had to fill up a manual form each time, which I used to do a few decades ago, uh, that will take me 10 minutes, depending on how complex it is, 5 to 10 minutes. Versus if I have to do it online, and uh, it automatically pulls up a lot of information. uh, So that can be done in two minutes. So that is a time saving. Plus, it is uh, recorded information electronically. So when they see that, they can uh, put the numbers electronically. So all this is verifiable information. And uh, tomorrow, if the FDA wants to view it, uh, if anybody has made changes, corrections to it, that also can be also noted. And these days, FDA is laying a lot of importance on the lab integrity piece, and it requires all these documentation to be electronic so that they can see any changes that are done to it. So that technology helps us in uh, reducing the cost, saves the time, 
and will also make sure that it is verifiable so it will ensure the integrity of the data yeah no that's awesome i think that it's interesting that the fda I wonder what the next step for that their fda is going to require because i remember just a few short years ago they didn't they did everything on paper and so i wonder what the next step that they're going to ask for um you know in terms of digital information yeah so anyway that's just a, a thought food for thought Next question I wanted to kind of bring up was, you know, lab ops is obviously essential for your business and for a lot of other businesses out there. So I'm kind of wondering how you would define like excellence in lab ops. Like if you had to describe a perfect scenario where everything went right in the lab and, and managing the day to day, what, what would that look like for you and your team? Okay, I just want to clarify, when you say lab, I believe you are talking about analytical lab, right? Because there are there, there is another lab that is the formulation development lab. And so I'm going to answer, I'm assuming that it is analytical that you're talking and I'll accordingly answer, I'll answer accordingly. Yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be for either. I think they're, they're in both, but yeah, go, go for it. The formulation lab is difficult to define what will be the perfect day because uh, it varies day to day and uh, you don't know whether you developed something good or not until you analyze it properly and it is successfully analyzed and successfully scaled up and uh, all that thing. So it's a long way to know whether it is good or bad. But analytical thing the technology is removing the guesswork out of the uh, day-to-day operations. Uh, today, the HPLC instruments, today the different kinds of software are so good that if you are deviating outside your limit, if something is not right, the instrument tells you that uh, you have goofed up. So gone are the days where people were making big mistakes and it used to go unnoticed. Today, you cannot do that, even if you want to do it. It is difficult. It is difficult. You will require a lot of planning to mess it up. Well, yeah, but you're relying on technology. And so is technology always 100% right, too? You know, you take out the human element completely? I No, know. no, 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 no. I'm not saying you take it out completely. You supplement it. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know how, uh, uh, let's take in, for instance, car driving. Uh, you don't have completely autonomous drive car where you just uh, uh, look at the rear view uh, window and the car goes in the front. No, you also are looking in the front and you are also doing it. You are uh, relying on somebody on the blind spot, somebody whether you are going in the right direction. So you are relying on technology to help you navigate different aspects of it, not the full Similarly, we don't have the robots in the lab who will do everything, the analysis. So there is an human element to it, but uh, we don't have enough time to go through different pieces, but there are so many different pieces of corrections and checking and counter-checking we have placed in place so that we generate uh, good quality data. Yeah, no, I like that analogy. Um... You know, I think it, it really is fitting for lab operations and kind of the day-to-day op- operation of equipment and, and the running of the lab. I think that's a really good analogy. And it kind of leads into my my last question that I want to close with. Or, and I was just wondering if you could 
maybe share a story with us or um, a short antidote of a time when the lab ops teams, like people in the lab really helped to, to make something better for you or really improved efficiency or made a notable kind of impact on, on your life and your, the business goals. I'll give you uh, one example, uh, but I cannot name the drug or anything like that. The person who is leading the, I was so uh, delighted uh, by this because uh, it happened only two days ago. And uh, the person who has been leading our analytical effort does it mechanically. He doesn't, he develops an analytical method mechanically. He does everything mechanically. Every time in the last uh, few years, uh, I have a new idea or a new formulation or new something new, I would tell him, okay, that this is what we are going to do. He cared less. He says, you give me the stuff, I'll analyze it. He didn't say that on my phone, on my face, but that's what I can tell. But I still go through my rut of explaining what am I doing, why am I doing. I was so delighted two years ago this Monday. I was telling him, you know what, uh, we'll have to drop this project. It's not going to work. So he's, he came up with a string of ideas. Can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? I was stunned. I said, look, here. in last four years uh, that I've been working with you, you never gave me a single idea. You never participated in any discussion. And here I'm trying to drop a project. Uh, you are coming up with these ideas. And I said... You gave me so much material to think. Now I'll have to think through. I'll have to do some literature search and I'll get back with you. And if it really works, I'll put your name on the patent. In fact, it, if it really works, I'll put your name first. And if I can justify my name, I'll put mine second, if it is that good. So that just goes to say the importance of lab operations people. And uh, my only advice to them is that uh, please don't be mechanical. <laughs> start to think please think what you are doing why you are doing how can you innovate how can you make it better that is my only advice to you guys and uh, what that will do is that it will remove the monotonous nature of the job no that's awesome I mean they have really good ideas and they have a different perspective so anybody with a different perspective can be potentially helpful to the group so I love that example thanks for sharing you're welcome. Yeah, awesome. Well, Amanda, that's all I have. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Samantha. And I really appreciate uh, you talking. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the LabOps Leadership Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's guests. For show notes, resources, and more information about LabOps Unite, please visit us at labops.community slash podcast. This show is powered by Elemental Machines. This episode was brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and let us know what you're looking for.